Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 30 years and has won numerous national and local tournaments. Now, here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman, and producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jace. Our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Mainstream Marketing, and Boyd's One Stop. All right, weather in Galveston right now, 67 down on the island. Uh, Today they're calling for clouds and some sun this morning with more clouds for the afternoon. High of 76, east-southeast winds 10 to 20, and for tonight, Cloudy skies, low near 70, south winds 5 to 10, and for tomorrow, cloudy skies, high of 78, south winds 10 to 20. So a uh, little southerly flow ahead of this next front coming sometime earlier in the week. Well, looks like later now. They're, they're kind of moving it back, so that's what they do. It's extended forecast or kind of a little iffy. All right, looking at tides for today. These are Galveston Channel tide predictions. We're sitting on a high right now. It occurred at 2.21 a.m. It was a 1.7, and our lows later this evening at 4.11 p.m. and 0.4. And sunrise this morning, 6.35 a.m., sunset 5.30 p.m. That'll put legal shooting time in the Houston-Galveston area at 6.05 a.m. for you waterfowlers. All right, looking at uh, current conditions right now. Winds are down. Saw a lot of fog coming in. It's patchy in areas and clear in others, but uh, when you get in it, it's pretty dense. Uh, looks like uh, the Galveston Channel this morning, it's 70 degrees with 69-degree water. East, southeast, 1 to 3. Boy, when do you ever see that? And 67 at Eagle Point with 65-degree water and east wind at 3. Morgan's Point, 64 degrees with 66-degree water. East, southeast, one to two. So I could uh, go ahead and say it's really calm this morning. You can just look at the ground fog and, you know, certain clusters of fog when you're running around this morning and tell it's very calm and humid. A lot of uh, a lot of humidity in the air. All right, let's, uh, let's go down to the Tri-Bay area just west of San Luis Pass. Oh, you didn't get him? We dropped. He did drop. Okay, well, 
What else is new lately? <laughs> it's been going on a lot lately, so it uh, it is cell phone technology. I don't know what's going on with that because for years, same guys I've been talking to had beautiful cell signals at their areas and never have a problem till here lately. Anyway, just let me know, Jace, when you get him, you can tell me, and I will punch him up here. But uh looks like a pretty good opener yesterday from everything I saw and the people I know. They just had some just beautiful shoots on uh good mixture of ducks, teal, gadwall, widgeon, you know, big ducks, a lot of spoonies flying around, but uh, real good quick shoots, full limits. And uh, saw some pretty good deer killed yesterday, too. So uh, pretty good start. Even though the weather didn't cooperate, we didn't hang on to that cool weather like we would like to if you're a hunter. Beautiful fishing weather. And a few I know that uh, got out yesterday fishing did quite well, too. No no big fish, an occasional good one here or there, but uh, mostly just uh, same old thing. Did you get him, Jace? We got him back. All right. The hammer, stand up the top of a tree or something. What's up? Top of the hour to you, Captain Mickey. What's going on? Top with of the, the morning, lease, man. Yeah. Shoot, it's foggy. It's, it's foggy, buddy. It's foggy. Oh, it is. Foggy. It's calm and man. Started out as ground fog in a lot of areas, but it it was dense in a few others. Crazy. Yeah, it really set set in here on us this morning, buddy. We're sopped in. Uh, uh, we had a pretty good day yesterday. We seen some a lot of animals, but we just didn't ground check any of them. Uh, no shots fired. <laughs> no shots, not on our ranch anyway. Well, we shot at one coyote, and that was it. But uh, uh, no, uh, I've seen a lot of deer, man. I, the first stand when I hunted yesterday morning, uh, I had uh, I counted seven bucks. And uh, there was a couple little eight pointers, but they just wasn't shooters, you know. They just yeah, not old enough. Just not old enough. Nice little racks on them, but uh, little racks is what what they are. Yeah, little basket but, uh, racks. I guess I can. In, in, in the afternoon hunt, I didn't see one buck, but I counted thirty does. Dang. And, uh, all the, all these does have fawns under them, either one or two. I mean, Still, now this, never this late, even in that area. So yeah, that's that's pretty common. Pretty common. They uh, they must have had a heck of a fawn crop uh, this past year or so, buddy. Because right. I have never seen a like a little bitty deer. A lot of and twins, a, sir. A lot of twins, twin fawns. A lot on their of does. twins. A lot yeah. of twins, man. Well, that's I good. Mean, yeah, yeah, no, no joke, man. There's plenty of them out here. Uh, the <laughs> tanks, you know, we they had about five to seven inches of rain out here in the last month or so, and uh, you can't tell it. The ground is cracked, uh, two, three Amazing. inch, three, four inch uh, cracks in the ground because it's that old black gumbo stuff out right. here, the old river bottom stuff. And uh, it when, once it dried up, buddy, it uh, it cracked the ground. You got to really watch where you're walking because you'll break your ankle down here. I mean, this cracks Dang. are really severe. So, uh, no, we got out and had a beautiful afternoon and a good day. Just nobody, nobody shot. Uh, just wasn't, uh, you know, like I said, just wasn't a day for the shooters. 
seen a bunch of animals. Uh, really, really nice out here, man. Uh, Sweeney ain't that far, about an hour from my house, and and uh, right. just beautiful out here. It's a thousand acres, an old river bottom, uh, an old dairy farm out here, and uh, it just it's just awesome, man. Animals everywhere, all kind of buzzards, and, uh, armadillos, buzzards. and <laughs> we're sitting down in the truck. Melinda and I slept in the truck. We didn't even put our tent up last night. We had a nice fire. Had us a nice camp, campfire going with uh, our friends, and and uh, next thing you know, we're sleeping in the truck. We never even put our tent up, so uh, <laughs> we're we're roughing it in the truck this morning. <laughs> Man, so, yeah, and I don't even think I'm going to hunt this morning. I believe we're going on. I got a buddy of mine, uh, uh, my next door neighbor. He's got to get home. He left his boat down at the cabin, and we're gonna we're gonna leave with him this morning. I'm not even going to hunt this morning. So. Well, because we got the whole season, and there's no hurry for it. So right. I'm not going not gonna to rush into it, man. we got plenty of time. Um, I didn't talk to anybody about fishing. I heard you say there was some good reports. I'm sure there was, man. Yeah, it was, it was uh, a, a, just a beautiful fishing day. Everybody, the ones that didn't mm -hmm. hunt, went fishing and caught fish. And and uh, same, old, same old drill, lots of, lots of small trout and keeper-sized trout and uh, – a lot of reds are still pouring the coals to the redfish right now. And then my, my next door neighbor, Captain Brandon, went down to Corpus and uh, they've been wade fishing for two or three days and uh, they've been right. they've been putting some trout on uh, some trout on the stringers. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't say much about the reds, but uh, but they're catching some trout and that's better than we're doing over here or what I've been doing over here is just mostly redfish. Yeah. You know, just with just with a modest handful of trout here and there to mix in with them. But anyway, um, can't complain. Shoot. Uh, using live shrimp. I mean, it's time. Uh, a buddy of mine went out and he threw some plastics the other day and he had good success too, man. He caught three reds, uh, just working different little tow heads and around the bay and, and throwing some soft plastics and ended up with a 22, a 23 and a 25 inch red. Uh, didn't have only only a couple of throwback trout, and that's that's kind of been the story for us down here. It just uh, you get the trout one day, or you don't get a bunch of them. But uh, we have caught some. I think my my best stringer of lately uh, was a week and a half ago, and I had uh, I had uh, three three reds and five trout, and that was about the best stringer that I'd had in a while. But anyway, you know, uh, hopefully that fog lifts a little bit this morning. It's uh, pretty foggy down here in Sweeney. So if you're going in this area, I'll give yourself some extra time. We uh, we don't put out feeders, but I could hear the feeders going off on the neighboring ranches mm -hmm. uh, late yesterday afternoon. Uh, I could hear the feeders going off. So it could, it could be another thing. They mowed the whole thousand acres. You know, we, we, uh, Doug's got, a, Doug's got 500, his buddy's got 500. They back to back, the property's all tied together. But, uh, they had these cowboys that run these cows out here. They did all the mowing for them before hunting season, and they just finished it up last week. And I'm wondering if all of that ruckus out here didn't have something to do with them being kind of spooky, too. Because, uh, those deer yesterday were moving, they wouldn't stand in one spot very long at all. Yeah, and I think it's, it could have had something with doing all that mowing and stuff out here. I don't know what else it was. 
But uh, anyway, we see some uh, see some bald eagles and some caracaras and different birds and stuff out here. You know, those caracaras, they're, uh, they're slowly moving up this way. You know, I even see a couple out my way on occasion. And, uh, those things got eagle feet, man. They got big old legs on them. They're strong yeah, they got as can talons be. on them. And, well, and they, uh, you know, they're they're really like a buzzard. You know that we use those in oh, South yeah. Texas, like when somebody cripples a deer. Those caracara is the first ones to get on those. You know, a fresh uh, dead kill or whatever. I killed a deer last year. I dropped it in the Sendera, and it wasn't. It wasn't 10 or 15 minutes, and I'm waiting for Blaine to come get me, so I'm still in the stand watching deer, and two caracaras lit on the ground, and they were walking around that buck fixing to start pecking on him. I had to get out of the blind and go shoo them off. So that happened to me last first. Hey, and that's exactly what they do. Uh, I, I dropped a buck last year. I got me a little eight-pointer, and before I could get to it, buzzards <laughs> had already ate the eyeballs out of it. Isn't that I crazy? Mean, just that quick. Everything's and, hungry. <laughs> yeah, everything's got to eat something out here. It's a vicious, vicious cycle. But, well, it's uh, better than uh, working the deer instead of you. That's when you know it's over when the buzzards start circling you. Yeah. It's time. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's right. Oh, no, we had us a nice fire last night and talked and talked about old times. And yeah, just, mm. just, uh, like I said, we ain't an hour uh, from Surfside and, uh, just, it's, it's real country out here, buddy. It is. But we had a great time yesterday afternoon with everybody. Uh, I guess we'll pack it up and get out of here this morning. If you're coming down in the Surfside area, uh, all the bait camps, uh, I noticed yesterday we, we were leaving town, all the flags were flying, the white flags surrender flags the the dead flags the black ones uh, anyway they got some live bait in the area uh that's been my mainstay i've been i've been using uh live bait instead of artificial it's, i'm fixing to switch over it's just that water temperature getting down matter of fact if you wouldn't mind what what uh what kind of readings are we getting on the base system everything was around 68 this morning 67 68 Boy, oh boy, got down below seventy though. Yeah, Shoot. I mean, well, it's it's warmed up a lot because we had some uh, upper fifty degree water, you know, after that front, fifty eights, fifty sevens. And that somehow warmed up so quick, it's like we, yeah. it teased us to little tease of winter, and then uh, then it gets summer again. It was plum warm. I come out of that stand yesterday afternoon. I started stripping off some clothes, man. I took plenty of plenty out there. You'd rather have it than not have it. And uh, anyway, it was a warm, who just wasn't, uh, those deer just wasn't moving that much. I've seen a lot of does, but right. these bucks are buried up. The wind started blowing a little bit in the afternoon also, uh, picked up, and uh, that kind of pushes them back and makes them lay down. The, uh, the, the does that I've seen would go in the thicket and just lay down. I'd, I'd watch yeah. them just lay down on the ground. They wouldn't, do y'all put any like corn they, out for them at all? I know you said y'all don't no. put feeders out. Do y'all spread any corn mm -hmm. whatsoever? No, not at all. Y'all are just not raw at all. hunting. I, just raw hunting, and I can just plenty of animals to look at too, buddy, everywhere you go. I, I, was, I was sitting in that stand yesterday afternoon, I looked four different directions, and I could see deer. And, but everything was small, and everything was way out of range. Boy, no telling, Nellin, no telling what you'd see if you put down the yellow brick road. 
Boy, that'll draw them out. They come out of the woodwork like rats, man. <laughs> you start piling that corn on those cinderas. Oh, yeah. You just, just uh, <laughs> fill those lanes up with corn about two or 300 yards out from the stand. They'll build it and yeah. they'll come. All right, Hammer. Oh, well, oh, hey, I'm glad y'all are you getting a weekend off and enjoying some outdoor activity. If somebody wants to call you about fishing over in the Tri-Bay area this fall, how do they get a hold of you? Yes, sir. They can always reach me at 713-208-0683. I'm always ready to go, and I I appreciate you, Captain Mickey. All right. You and Belinda go back to... Go back to God's country <laughs> yeah. and get a get a good day of rest after sleeping in a truck. I'll be a little a little dreary this morning. <laughs> Happy fun Sunday to everybody. You too, Y'all Hammer. Have a great one. See you, buddy. buddy. All right. All right, that's the hammer. All right, it's time for a break and listen to the outdoor show. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 420 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's head down to Freeport. Let's check in with some uh, captains down in that area. I think we got Naylor, and I think Monty's with him this morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Morning, Captain Mickey. How you doing? I couldn't be better. How you guys doing? Good. I... It's a uh, man, uh, you know, looking like a pretty flat morning, which is kind yeah. of a, a, you know. Yeah, we're not fishing. We're not fishing today. That's right, well, man. No, I it's mean, too calm. You guys don't like that yeah. calm weather. <laughs> we only go when it blasts. Well, I mean, and truth be told, uh, uh, you know, yesterday kind of started out the same way. And, and luckily, we we were really thinking hard about going out yesterday in the offshore. And, and thank God we did, man. That that wind started kicking up about noon. And I bet you it was, it was pretty nasty coming back in with a, a bit of a north wind, I felt like, or – an east wind, I'm sorry. So yeah, east. Been kind of one of those weeks, man. Little trick, you know. You think it's gonna be nice and and flat, and and you know, picks up pretty good. I talked to a couple of the uh, guys that went off yesterday. There, you know, two of them, 
two of them that I talked to yesterday said they didn't they turned around pretty quick. So but uh yeah man, Omani and uh I are sitting here, you know, we I, I did end up going bay fishing yesterday, which it was real slow, but uh All man, right. we ended up in lakes and finally got some trout and a couple of redfish, which is cool, but uh Otherwise, it was real slow, man. Just a real, real slow day. That um, we didn't we cruise around Megan and I, and, and we were just trying to find good, clean water. And we there was nothing. Everything was muddy, you know. That um, I mean, was shoot, that even off the of Brazos or what? No, I man, I don't know. Salt, from, salt from all the wind we've had. I think so. You know, bull tides or something. I don't know. I mean, it was uh, we, you know, heck, we we went some of the real back lakes you know and where it's always clear and, and uh man it was all chopped up mud it was tough which yesterday wasn't a real bull tide either but um it was uh all of real muddy lots yeah. of bait little fish man little fish but uh yeah man you know we were sitting here talking about uh so monty's got a uh he's again he's working on his boat uh He's got a 27 Mako, right? 26-1. 26-1 Mako, old school boat he's working on. And uh, I'm not going to tear my big boat apart again, but I got some things I'm fixing to start fixing on it. So, um, Well, I hope not after the last year, all the work you did. You spent a lot yeah. of time and effort on that rig, bud. Ooh. Ain't that the understatement of the year. But, yeah, I mean uh, – it was crazy. We, uh, but you know what? I was reading, and um, there's a lot of folks that still, when they go and replace their tanks, come back and find out they have problems. You know, oh, they yeah. didn't they didn't seal something off. You know, from the outside, yeah. water gets on top of it, this and that. So, I think uh, my next move this time is I'm going to take the take. There's little ports on the floor that you can. They, they're just uh, held in by caulk, and I'm gonna, I'm going to go take those out look inside of there dry it out or make sure i don't have any kind of leak or anything like that yeah but uh i mean it is a lot of work not to go try you know take it apart and take a look at it you know and just i know a lot of boats get water up from the rub rail yes they get water where money around the rub rail when that yeah. water comes not caught proper and put back together proper it seems like a lot, a lot of water. It, it comes through right there, and it seems like more towards the back. You'd think it'd be towards the front, but I see a lot of boats getting water about midship to the back, up underneath the rub rail. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And most of the boats have like a belly in the middle of the boat. So oh, yeah. you, I mean, unless you tilt that boat up on like a forty-five degree yeah. angle or something like that, it always stays in there and will never oh, come yeah. out. You know. Right. So, and, you know, there's, there's two plates, like on my boat in particular, like, you know, where the, where the top cap in the whole scene, uh, me right along the, the rub rail edge or yeah. what the rub rail covers, there's a seam you caulk yeah. and I caulked it real good. And then I put the uh, rub rail on, you're supposed to caulk it again from the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't get uh, all of it. And luckily, there was some water that I found that was in the very, very back, though, like on my on my transom, you know, from that the rub area. Rail. Yeah, from the rub rail. Oh, luckily, there. it was pieces. So, 
Well, yeah. yeah, when you're going down in them seas like that and it pushes all that water up the side, and, it, man, that's the first thing it catches. It's the rub rail, the bottom part of it. You're right. You got any, you're right. Got any gaps in that, boy, it'll fill a boat up with water quick. You, it would blow your mind. You're right. I mean, I've, I've seen some boats in the past, you know, uh, where, where just water just coming in. It almost looks like there's a daggum hole, you know, oh, yeah. but it's just that much water splashing up in that rub rail like that. Yeah. He's got a, uh, Molly's got some motors he's working on too. I think, uh, are you going back with uh, two strokes? I want four strokes, but money says I'm going to use the O2 strokes. <laughs> <laughs> Stick with them OX66 200s. Yeah. yeah. Well, money talks. Yeah. It sure does. Everything still ain't come down yet. You no. know, we were lucky enough to go in, uh, this, this last past week, we went and, uh, visited with honda and they brought their new 350 over there to bayside sharky's oh, did you place. go over to sharky's deal they had there at bayside oh yeah 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 we had to go check them out you know that's i guess that's you know the new latest and greatest we've met a lot of the reps from around the country too that was really cool um yeah. chris with our rep here and then um we met some of the designers of that of that motor <laughs> too and you know they uh Boy, let me tell you, they 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 thought that motor out. We're pretty excited. You know, I'm kind of like debating whether to put three of them on the back or just two. I think I would rather just two, you know, as it would step up that, uh, you know, the horsepower be around 700 where I got about 750 now. So I'm not losing a whole lot of horsepower. But, man, it's so weird sometimes how boats react with just two opposed to three. Yeah. Right. And the weight you gotta think about weight yeah i mean if i were to go with three 350s i'm adding a lot of weight yeah i yeah. wouldn't do that it'd be probably about three four hundred pounds extra on the back mm -hmm. whereas if i just go with two i'm losing a couple hundred pounds which you know i don't know i think sharky did i think sharky's gonna start out with two on his and just see how his reacts and uh i'll probably take it from there and just use that as a judge yeah they had the couple of boats they had out there last weekend they had a a, a 33 uh cv and then yeah. they had a i think it was called the seaborn or something like that like a 28 no shoot that was the only three motor those are the uh three uh dealer or they're not even dealer demos they're like you know honda specific demos as a matter yeah. of fact he told me that that was like the the first production slash uh motors that they came out with and then once they get done with their little nationwide tour they're chopping them up into little pieces the whole they're grinding yeah. all the oh well yeah i don't know Why it's crazy man. well it's something about you know the design and, and they can't you know these are these are kind of like the last of the demos and so they're going to run them around see how they feel see, see what they do and then they're going to make changes and they don't want that technology to you know what do you call that uh i, I watched a clip on them the other day they're beautiful motors oh, yeah. beautiful tall skinny yeah. i mean you know they look amazing and supposedly get really good fuel economy yeah so, that's what sharky was saying they get that, they get that, uh, or something was unreal. 
after it hits a certain RPM and it just takes off. Yeah. Yeah, I get the, it. Was it's that power band. Yeah. 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 They get. They. Uh, I mean, they really thought them through. So I guess we'll see. But anyways, that's kind of what we were uh, running around talking about this morning. And uh, you know, shoot. I mean, Monty, you got. You got months worth of work still left oh, to do yeah. on that. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> let me let me do this break. I'll be right back, guys. Y'all hang on a second. All right. Okay. Well, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to have all of your processing needs done and a great place to shop for well, like this week, they're featuring their green onion pecan smoked sausage and double black pepper pecan smoked smoked sausage. You can try it before you buy it. They have free samples always available. And uh Check out their full pecan smoke barbecue menu. They're open Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And they're now taking orders for their country smoked turkeys with a holiday season ahead of us. It's a good time to go ahead and get those ordered up. They do custom processing on pigs and calves all year long. And you can order it and have it processed any way you like. And with your wild game processing, check out their new New creative ideas like Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs. That's making homemade hot dogs out of your venison and wild pigs. They're open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the Belleville's been celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It is 435 here in the Bayou City. Let's go back and talk some more with Captain Jeff Naylor and, and Monty and See what's going on in Freeport. All right, gentlemen, we're back. What's up? What's up, Captain Maggie? Man, Man uh, during the break, you know, we were talking about doing uh, uh, 
night fishing or you know some of the some of the party boat stuff so yeah i did not realize that back in the day they they did a day and night uh yeah. trips yep. yes on cat yeah, yeah. cat lights so yeah you would took that so on the Big E, and this had to be when. So this is like Not the Big E, the Captain Casey, the Captain Casey. So yeah. you you would get back every day. You you do a snapper trip in the morning. Yeah. Twelve around, hour trip. A twelve hour trip. Yeah. Turn back around. Change the crews out as soon as you got back. Yeah. Send them out there on a night on yeah. a night trip. Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. So who what would would you catch them better at night or would you you know? It it, it, it vary. Like I say, some. I've been on trips where we would leave them just chomping. Yeah. Coming in the boat and you go right back, think you're going to do better, just as good at night, and it don't happen. Them no. fish got tail and they're going to swim off. So you got to move around a lot to find them sometimes. Really? Yeah. Because you caught them there during the day, don't mean you're going to catch them on that same spot during the night. Yeah. And how many, how many so years did you do fish that? 24 7. We'll sure. try to find the hungry ones. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, there's a lot of fish species, though, that don't, yeah. don't eat very well at night. No. I mean, I heard, you know, some people tell me kingfish eat real good at night sometimes. Sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. And then sometimes they don't, right. Yeah. I mean, let me tell you what, another fish, uh, uh, a tilefish. I have tried and tried and tried to catch a tilefish at night. Dave, I was always told you cannot catch them at night. Huh. I have yet to be able to catch one at night. That's crazy. Really? And they look dark. How the hell does that work? <laughs> That's crazy. I've never, I've never tallfish. Well, I've been on one trip where we were going to catch tallfish. Yeah. If we didn't catch no tallfish, we caught a bunch of barrel grouper or something. But, yeah. I mean, I found it kind of boring, but some yeah. people love it. I mean, it stuffs the box full. Yeah. Get a lot of meat to eat. Yeah. But we were just sitting there hitting a the button. Yeah. Up and down. Yeah, well. Eight, nine hundred thousand foot of water. Eight electric reels, you know, it's yeah. kind of how it is. So Monty, Monty has a picture that uh, he he took his daughter out on the big boats uh, during what for her graduation. Something like that, yeah. It was when she was right out of school or something. It was a good trip, awesome yeah. trip. Yeah, and uh, One days. I mean, it, I mean, I'll send you the picture later, but it's got uh, I mean, groupers, you you name it, Amber you know, Jacks. amberjacks. I mean, yeah. Asked him where he caught them, and uh, he said that it was mostly at the East Breaks, which is, uh, you know, nowadays, man, it's kind of desolate out there in terms of, uh, you know, yeah. what it used to be. I, even when I was fishing them, I mean, it, it yeah. could be a lot of fun, but you're talking about pretty good little hike from Freeport. I mean, it's yeah. about a 70 mile run, 80 mile run, actually, yeah, yeah. from Freeport. So it's a hike. I mean, if you want to do that in a day, you better have some pretty good smooth seas, you know. Yeah. But uh, nowadays you go, it's, it's you know, not nearly what it was. I mean, you can't hardly mark fish. I mean, they're real small if you do, you know. What about the hickeys, man? Hickeys were the same way back in the day. And, you know, and it's so weird that, you know, we're talking about rocks that are uh, off of Freeport. So the, uh -huh. um, and they're 300 foot range. So wherever that, Ledge lands you at about 300 yeah. foot range, 300 to 600 out there at the East yeah. Breaks, and probably 300 to 400 at the Hickeys. Yeah, and uh, they're beat up. They are. They're. I mean, you know, and still to this very day, you see people just piled up on them like it was Tony's or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, uh, I mean, 
that big rock fort knox was uh you know that's a pretty sizable little piece right there yeah. I mean, you know man we used to go in there and catch nothing to jerk ten thousand pound of amberjack out there in a day that's where the fish went commercial device really i mean we were commercial fishing yeah and we're going there and just bang that just as fast as you can drop down you catch them wow now they're but few and far between yeah so they tell me uh scott hickman tells me that uh the majority of what they're finding is that are are they have no structure to hide around and hide in and yeah. stuff like that and that's really what's hurting our amberjack oh uh, yeah habitat's the key absolutely you know, we've, we've seen the toll that's taken on galveston bay over the years you know from too high salinity rates destroying our oyster beds and then then you had hurricane ike that that, that did a number on them and then all the fresh water i mean you lost uh 70 of your live oyster beds mm. that's yeah. that's the habitat for galveston bay is oh, live yeah. reefs absolutely absolutely so i mean and, and really and that and that's that's a terrible way to think about things, you know, in terms of, you know, what are we actually doing to the, to the habitat, you know, humanity to yeah. kind of destroy that as we go along, you know, and, and they, I tell you this, I mean, they've done a really good job about going and trying to, to drop artificial reefs, you know, my whole little uh, ordeal with, uh, you know, this wind farm stuff and all that. I mean, we're trying to get these structures built, but, you know, every time we talk to a politician, they're like, listen, we're not interested in in wind farms but if you want to go drop some artificial reefs you know you yeah. go right ahead you know yeah. we're all at you know and maybe that's where we start you know directing some of our our attention to and and um and all that but you know this great great amberjack count uh historic low stocks this and that i mean you know there's still times I still find in the last four or five years that it has slowed down quite a bit. But you know what? Amberjack are real smart too. I mean, oh, you start yeah. you start whacking at them real hard, they're gonna move to the next place. Yeah, I mean, break you know. one or two off too. You know, they'll quit biting. Yes, they, they will. Know. Instantaneously, exactly. Yeah. They you go know, back and tell the school mama. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it's them swimming around. But man, don't bite on this bait right here. These guys are jerking <laughs> us out of here left and right. Yeah. I tell you, man. I mean, it just, it's strange how the, you know, how, how it works out there too. And uh, it, it being East breaks, I mean, it was always known to me, that's where you catch the big Warsaws. I mean, oh, that's, yeah. that's where the big ones come from out there. Mm -hmm. Man, I spent a lot of time out there. I've caught some, I've caught some decent Warsaws. I've never caught any hundred plus pounders, but. We, put, we pulled a two something out of there when I ran a commercial boat. Yeah. Caught several in the hundreds. But last time, the last couple of times I went there, we was lucky to break 50 pounds. Really? All small. And they were like, but they were like cookie cutter, all of them the exact same size. Really? Well, maybe that's a, a positive thing that they're spawning good. Or yeah. He's making babies, you know? Yeah, but a lot, a lot of, a lot of times if you're like in a tournament like we was, you can't, I mean, you're looking for a big fish. Yeah. I mean, you're going to float wow. before you just say, well, this is what we're going to end up with. Yeah, yeah. You know, we got protested one year in the fishing fiesta, or they wanted to disqualify us because somebody came in and said, "Look, they're out there floating warsaws while we're trying to win money." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We float twenty warsaws, trying to catch a, a a a big monster. Yeah. And somebody, another boat was there. We didn't see him land none. 
Yeah. Of course, he shoots into the scale and he's like, hey, man, they're freaking out there floating them fish. Yeah. Well, we're chasing the pot. Yeah. But I mean, they're going to, it's a food chain and they're floating off something. You know, <laughs> and Monty, Monty, uh, excuse me, not Monty, Casey used to tell me all the time, I, mean, I would bring in, uh, we'd go out and catch Warsaw's, especially about this time of the year, we would catch the small ones, like you're talking yeah. about 30, 40 pounders jigging. You know, and uh, we would bring them up, and I could resuscitate them. I could pop their bellies yeah. and float them back and forth enough to get them to go back down again. Sometimes they come right up, and we pull the hook out right back down again. Yeah. Uh, we're not uh, making out. We don't eat a ton, a ton of fish, so we're just out there playing, and we'd much yeah. rather probably just let everything go. I mean, you know, I don't need to. Megan's chasing this uh this dream of this queen snapper, man. So that's uh. I think we're gonna to have to keep a few of those, but otherwise, you know, they get big too. They do get real big. I wish you. I wish somebody tell me where to go catch the queen snappers at, man. I'm I got a friend. He's gonna hook me. Go, nice. Anyway, it's just strange how the how the dynamic of that uh, offshore stuff has changed. How, how does it? Have you seen a dramatic change in spots and habitat where they're staying at stuff like that in the bay systems, Mickey? Oh, no doubt. Yeah, that's where we're at right now. That's where. While we're on this uh, big conservative push to, uh, you know, rebuild our fishery right now, we, you sure. know, we're doing good on little fish, but we want to get to all those age classes. We want these fish to grow up and, you know, get five or six different age classes <laughs> of fish. Sure. You know, make it that much better, but it uh, it's going to take time. And without, uh, you know, with water quality, environmental fallout, and you know, habitat loss, it's, uh, it's tough to do. And You're right. really the only thing you can really manage in, in that retrospect is, you know, the fishermen themselves. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. You know, I did, I did think it was, you know, yesterday, just by having it on my mind that we were back to another back lakes, man. And uh, we've come across some of the deep guts in the little canal we were fishing and man, the shrimp would just boil. I mean, there were just millions of shrimp back there. So they got plenty to eat back there in the back bays. I just don't know why yeah. they're not wanting to, you know, they're not stacked up, you know. Who knows? Yeah, but. Uh, you know, far as I'm artificial reefs offshore, look how many reefs they took off Freeport. Oh, yeah. it's a nice bottle. They don't leave nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. You know, there's a. I know I've discussed this on the show a few times, but they're, uh, you know, Casey's boats, he owns some uh, work boats, and they've been out at the Cervezas getting them ready to be taken down, but they haven't yeah. taken, they were actually scheduled to be taken down like two years ago or something like that, and they've been leaving them because they're, they're trying to figure out, I think, what I've heard is they're trying to figure out what they're going to do with them, whether they're going to cut them off 100 foot down yeah, and do like a kind of, yeah, like tequila rig or something, yeah. and so, I think there's a big push. I think there's a lot of people that are really interested in trying to keep those things out there, you know, big enough people that they're willing to yeah. actually do it. And, uh, and so hopefully that's kind of how it goes. I mean, from here on out, but you know, another strange fact with this uh, wind farm stuff is, you know, when they, every time they lease a, uh, a, a wind farm lease, they have to equally give a oil lease, you know, you know uh, to, but you know, we still have not seen, we, I've seen a couple of drill ships over on, off of Galveston and there's some real, real deep, but I haven't seen any in close anymore. I mean, there, there's very little drilling going on over here. Look at it, look at all the seismic 
cowboys that used to be inshore. You don't even see them no more. Yeah. I even have 10, 7 to 10 miles of cable dragging behind our boat. You don't see really? them no more. Never. Wow. I never even noticed them. There's big chase boats out there hollering at you on the radio. Really? Oh, you know, they have like three cables anywhere from three to seven to 10 miles out behind this ship, and they're dragging looking for old deposits or something. Oh, yeah. And they'd be right off the beach. No, anywhere, I, I mean, anywhere you yeah. went out there, you'd see them, but I haven't seen one of them in years. In years. Wow. And, you know, he was talking about the different size fish, and, and look at the snappers this last year. I mean, I either found really nice fish or no fish. Yeah. A lot of spots. Yeah. You go to them, you don't catch nothing. Yeah. I mean, where's all them two to fours or them four to fives? They're gone. Yeah. And and trigger fish, I think the bigger snapper must be eating the littler snapper. The bigger snapper is eating the trigger fish. Yeah. You know, you don't hear much about trigger fish anymore. Oh, they were I always a nuisance. You couldn't get a bait down for them. Oh, my God. They used to be crazy. You know, yeah. Crazy back in the day. Yeah, you know, people was trying to invent stuff to get past them ever so bad. Oh, yeah. Now you just yeah. go down and reel your bait up. It's like, man, yeah. look at the triggers. And just, they're, <laughs> they're good to eat, man. They're good to eat. Man, that's that's a that's offshore little armadillo out there, yeah. man. Cruising around. <laughs> they're good to eat. You know how to skin them. They're good to eat. Yeah, they are good white meat too. Yeah, real good they're white gone. meat. They're Yeah. Twenty one inches used to be thick in them. Oh thick. my gosh, man. Yes, unbelievable. Mm, yeah, I mean, and it, 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 it is strange how all that kind of culminates. But, uh, you know, the, those, like he's saying, though, I mean, you know, I have yet to, I mean, there, there's several trips that we had, you know, where we're catching almost 20 pounder snapper, yep. you know, and these are on very popular spots. And then, man, I mean, seems like as the season goes along, which is normal, they kind of dis disappear and move around or whatever. But, uh, now they moved around. They moved down 288 North. <laughs> <laughs> well, they moved yeah, they to. did. <laughs> hey, that's what they used to call uh, back in the day. You know, they would uh, the party boats go out, come back to the dock, and of course they had commercial fishing boats at the same time. So they'd come back to the dock and say, "Man, we didn't catch no fish. Where'd they go?" And the commercial guys say, uh, "Down 288." <laughs> you know, 288 North. 88 North to the restaurant. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and, it, and it's going to continue to change. That's just how it is. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. And, you I know, snapper fishing was really well until, you know, the last trip or two. I had to stay in the 21s running right from the current. No, oh, yeah. we had caught bigger fish or no fish. And I've just never seen it like that. Really? Even back in the, in oh, the early yeah, days? Never. Never. Yeah. I mean, it'd be covered up with small fish. <clears throat> well, let me ask you. Now you go down you, and reel your bait up. What the heck, man? Yeah. When you back in the day, like when it when it would get you get late in the season, let's just say like they they beat up everything. Where do you go after that? Do you go like to the small rocks, or do you go I'm try to wherever? Me personally, I change reefs like people move from spot to spot. Yeah. I mean, I'll go in there and hit two spots, my my favorite two spots. If I don't get none, I'm leaving. Yeah. Sit down. Enjoy the ride. We're fixing a roll. Yeah. I mean, I change reefs like people change spots. I'm serious. Yeah. Always been like that. <clears throat> so back in the day, if it was cheap, ride them long, fish them short. 
And I still stick to that theory. It cost him somebody, but it ain't costing me. It costing you, Joe. Yeah. Ride them long, fish them short. Ride them long, fish them short. Yeah, that's what, that's, that's what I was taught. Yeah. Well, better than fishing long and catching nothing. Yeah. So. I just didn't go get it over with. Go get it over with. Yeah. I'm looking yeah. at my page here with all the different, you know, species of grouper there are. And, There's uh, a bunch. There is, and uh, that uh, Goliath grouper record is 551 pounds. That was caught in June of 1937. Man, oh, yeah. how did somebody like that land a fish that far back just, with, you know, inadequate yeah. tackle like they had? Man, they caught some big fish back in the day. Yeah, they yeah. used to, in all those, the Jew fish, you know. Yeah, the, the, and they Hard as eat up in them, and you can't bring them out of the water. Yeah, I mean you catch them all in the inshore. Yeah, and well that's the way they out bridges, just everywhere. I mean that's where they used to catch them here. I mean even yeah. Freeport, they'd catch them in the harbor, and yeah. they catch them at the end of the jetties. And, right, you know, I they, remember they used to catch them on the jetties, big ones. Yeah, Warsaw right. groupers, three hundred and two pounds. Yeah, that was caught on uh, your on your ride, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, Monty yeah. caught that on one of his trips. He actually beat it twice too. He, well, you caught one. Well, we, yeah, it's a. I think it's three o two seven. Yeah, three o two seventy, and uh, it's called October eighteenth, two thousand and six. Yeah, that was Reyes. Yeah, that was my day hand. I'll be there. And, so you, you beat it, though, previously, right? No. Oh. I probably beat it about six months later. Oh, really? We hauled the fish around for three days on a long-range trip. Oh, really? I mean, I caught a fish that was a foot longer and a foot bigger around, but it was 3019. Really? And then who knows how much it After lost. three days, yeah. <laughs> you think they can lose that much? Oh, man, they lose fish like that, crazy. Uh, that big really? warsaw they caught was 75 inches long. <clears throat> yeah, we uh, we caught that on a 12-hour trip. It came off of EB-110. Did it really? Man, there's some big ones on that. That was you know I, I that I baited the hook. And, yeah. And so he's on one corner, I'm on the other corner. And we got two. There's only four fishermen on a 20 passenger boat. Now it was 12 passenger man. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're going deep today. <laughs> we're going deep today. <laughs> Anyway, so I'd hook like four in a row and rolled them up. Yeah. 80s and hundreds. Yeah. And I'm beating. And Raul's sitting over in the corner of the boat, and he can't get a bite. <laughs> I mean, he can't get a bite. Yeah. And I, I so the last one I rolled up, whatever, bait the hook up, lay the rod in the corner. I said, send that pole down. Bound. State record. Wow. So we... And you just, you let him reel it in. What happened? Well, I mean, that's just... You could, if he wouldn't have... Landed and caught that fish, it wouldn't have been a state record. You can't hook a fish and pass the rod. No, you can't. That's 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 one Let guy. Have, so so do you in you were using monofilament on no. that one? That was all braid. Power Pro. Power two fifty power pro. I'm thinking it was a thousand pound single hook bottom drop. Really? Window weight. Wow. I still got that rod. Yeah. My daughter bought that rod for me. It's just a four rod out of it. It's yeah. not a big, heavy duty. Right. Yeah. And, and, you know, I've been back there and caught, I think I, 
couple of years ago, we caught one like 209. Yeah. Caught a few 180s, but well, it's like, hard to get to that 300 pound mark. I've three, been fishing about 300 pounds, that's huge, man. Yeah, I've been fishing out here about 40 years, and I've only seen two 300 pound fish, and it just so happened I was on the boat both times. What happened to the other one you were talking about? Yeah. You caught later. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I saw one on that three-day trip that lost weight. One was in 700 foot. The other one was in 420 foot. Really? Amazing. All right, gentlemen, I got to bow out of this uh, conversation. But uh, if somebody wants to get with you guys, come down and fish. Give them some info so they can get a hold of you. Man, give me a call anytime at 979-417-1013. Go to our website at stsladventures.com. We're probably going to be doing some tuna trips. Uh, we were kind of kicking it around earlier, but uh, it probably we, we'll probably start that like in January. So give us a holler, uh, you know, and get on the list or whatever if you want to. Monty's got his boat going. It's not going right now. So he told me just now, call me, and we'll book you. <laughs> you got it. All right, guys. Well, y'all have a good Sunday. Always enjoy talking to you, and y'all be safe out there. All right, brother. Do the same. Thanks, Mickey. We'll do her. See you, man. All right. That's the boys from Freeport. All right. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. network. 